Welcome to From the Den Podcast, providing Bears and NFL fans alike with compelling news, discussion, and debate. I'm your co-host, Benjamin, joined alongside my dear friend and co-host, Orin. Hey, Benjamin, let's get right into it. As always, kickoff starts now. You thought we were done. You thought we were gone for good. Well, guess what? Guess who's back, baby? You guessed it. We're back. Benjamin and Oren. Season two, episode numero uno. Get hyped. There's a lot going on in the world right now. I got to tell you, Oren. You know, and just in the sports world alone, we've got our very own Chicago Bulls. Six and two, looking great. How about, how about them Atlanta Braves? I don't know if you watch the game, Oren. Not really, but who doesn't love the Braves beating the Astros? Just a lot going on. Just the best month of the year, as sports fans would say. A lot going on. And we are going to choose to focus our topic, as always, on the three and five Chicago Bears. Get hype, baby. Get hype. In-depth discussion of this team. But at least it's a little bit more interesting than last year, because I have to be honest with you, Oren. Of all years in recent memory to do a whole podcast on an in-depth discussion, I would say last year was pretty boring. We didn't make the playoffs, but, like, pretty lame year. Anyway, at least now, at the end of the day, we've got Justin Fields. You can't say that's not exciting no matter what happens each week. And and we're going to go back to the Bears in a bit. We're just going to talk about generally the NFL. But one comment I have to say about the Bears specifically this year is that this year doesn't feel like a need-to-win year this year feels like a year where you're just testing it out like Trubisky's rookie year things that it doesn't it feels more so like last year was a must-win year and this year feels like a year where we're building for the future yeah I guess that's a positive way to put it because um you know you could also just say we're playing badly we are playing badly but I think that was relatively the expectation so fair enough so I we're going to go to the NFL and last week pretty interesting week um, one game that I thought was quite interesting was Bengals Jets. Uh-huh. The five and two Bengals, uh-huh. the one seed in the AFC, lost to the Jets. The Jets with Mike White as their starting quarterback. Mike what? Mike, Mike White, 37 for 45, 405 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. What what happened? How did the Bengals lose? Well, like, is- I know you have an answer because you've been saying the Bengals are frauds for a while. So good for you on that one. Um, yeah, I guess the Bengals just aren't that good. Um, I actually, I didn't even see a second of the game. I'm going to be real. I had no idea they lost until a few hours later. I was like, oh, because like they got long touchdowns. You know, I thought they were just doing the Bengal things. Yeah. Um, you see Mike White play? I saw parts of him play. I didn't really see that much, but was I mean, it how much was fake and how much was real? I don't know how much. I think you guys just 400 yards, but like. You know. Yeah, I think, look, I think he played pretty well, but also you have to take into account he did put up 34 points, right? He The offense played well. I'm not going to say the Jets' defense played poorly, but the Bengals' defense needs to figure itself out. How do you let a backup quarterback for the New York Jets, who the Jets don't really have that much offensive talent, how do you let that happen? Uh-huh. So that's my take on this game. What do you think? Well, any other games that stood out to you this week, last week? I'm gonna be, I'm, let me pull the schedule here one sec. What was it, NFL Week 8? Yep. Um. Yeah, again, I don't think I watched that many games. Well, let's see. We did have a lot of upsets this week. I'm just going to look real quickly. 
Steelers over Browns. I think no one's talking about that. Browns are last in the NFL. I think, you know, a lot of the other games, Buccaneers lost to the Saints, um, getting more coverage. Steelers lost to the Browns 15-10. What was going on there? Like, Steelers are last in the division. Sorry. Sorry. Browns lost to the Steelers 15-10. Browns are last in their division, and no one's really covering it. Browns are supposed to be, like, Browns are probably the uh, AFC Wait, don't tell me. Don't tell AFC me. North. AFC North. I, I had it. Okay. AFC North favorites. Um, four and four, not terrible. What's going on there? I don't know. And what I think is really interesting is you have you heard what's happening with Odell Beckham? How yeah, of course. He, so this team not only feels like they're not able to win, but there is the issue with this Browns team has always been the outside drama, this horrible team rebuilding with all of these kind of personalities in like Baker Mayfield, Odell. All of them clashing together. Yeah, Miles Garrett, he's a pretty big personality too. Yeah, and all these people coming together, and it felt like they figured it out last year. They mm-hmm. lost. They lost to the Super Bowl. They lost to the AFC champions. Uh-huh. And it wasn't like a embarrassing loss. They barely lost the AFC championships. AFC champions in the playoff. They were supposed to be a young, good team, and it looks like they're not that good. And the Steelers. Not only was it a division loss, but it's just a huge loss because the Steelers aren't that good of a team. Uh-huh. The Steelers won, but they put up 15. Uh-huh. How do you, as a Browns offense with so much talent, you have an infinite amount of talent. Yeah, injured, right? Baker was healthy. Um, I mean, I know I know, Kareem Hunt's out, but. I mean, you have a very solid offensive line, even with an injury or two, right? You have a great coach in Stefanski. You have Mayfield, Odell, Jarvis. Um you have Nick Chubb. There's very few offenses in the NFL that are that well-rounded, and you put up 10 points. There was a problem in Cleveland. Um, one game I found really interesting was Packers-Cardinals. That game was such a good game. Really good game. Kyler uh, Murray, yeah. You can't doubt Aaron Rodgers without Devontae Adams. Yeah. I, I'll be real. <laughs> if we had done a podcast last week, it would have sounded cooler, but I did. I was saying – don't underestimate the Packers. I'm taking the over on the Packers. Um, I, I don't know if I would have picked them to win the game, but still six Cardinals will favor like by like six points. You still like Packers are a great team. Um, Cardinals might be a little bit worse than their record shows. So yeah, you can't underestimate Aaron Rodgers in any circumstance. So I ask you one question. Yep. There was huge criticism for the Packers not signing, drafting, even trading for a receiver this year. Does him not losing a game last year and this year, he has not lost a game without Devontae Adams. Does that say something about that? Instead of the Packers investing in the in the passing game, they invested in other aspects. Do you think, do you think that it's starting to justify itself? I would say it definitely justifies it more, but at the end of the day, it's simple. You've got one of the best quarterbacks in the league. If you want to have a lethal offense, just give him more weapons. Like that's, Look at Tom Brady in Tampa, you know, like he can make it work with worse receivers. Like if you look at some of his years in New England, when it was like Chris Hogan and guys like that, but give a good quarterback more weapons. It's not going to be bad. I'll put it that way. You know, yeah. you want to create, all you can say is, is if he doing this much with Devontae Adams and no one else, imagine if he had real weapons, that's how I'd put it. Yeah. Is there any other game you find interesting last week? Well, a lot of them, but, um, you know what? I picked. I, I thought I saw the Lions having a chance against the Eagles. Um, good for the Eagles, I guess. Yeah, it was a, a quite a blowout. Chiefs, Chiefs, man, Chiefs. What's going on there? Like seriously, 
I, I don't get it. You can blame the defense, but even when I watch Mahomes, I, it just feels like a lot of his interceptions are like tipped balls. Just tipped Dude, balls. I'd say, um, Chiefs are making the playoffs. Don't, don't like, don't, don't overreact. I'm just telling but, the public right now. Chiefs are making the playoffs. Are uh, they make, probably, are they make- I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't win the division, but they're making the playoffs. Um, they'll get it worked out. They might not make the Super Bowl. Maybe not even, maybe not even like the, like, I, I don't know. I think they'll be make the playoffs. Maybe not even that uh, AFC championship though. Um, but at the end of the day, Mahomes just got to work things out. I think that his magic is not working as well this year. And I don't know what to blame. I mean, there's just a lot of throws. He makes crazy throws like he has his whole career and they're getting picked off and, yeah, um, they're still the Chiefs, they're still Mahomes. Might not win it all, but still they're good. Yeah, I agree. I think that you can never rule Mahomes out, and even no matter what the record says, you can never really say anything about Mahomes. All right, let's go into next week and just talk about the game. Jets-Colts, supposed to be a joke of a game, but after the way the Jets played last week, I... <laughs> yeah, you never know with the Colts. They're one of those teams, but I'm not... I'm not uh... I'm not, I'm not ready to say anything drastic, so I'm going to pick the Colts. I'm going to take the Colts as well. Um, I, I agree. I think the Jets just played w- well one week. I think a backup came in. He had one crazy game, and I think that's all it's going to be. Um, Raiders-Giants, I think this game is going to be closer than it appears. I think that the Raiders... 100%. Yeah, 100%. I don't think people, anyone would debate that, honestly. Yeah, I think the Raiders are barely going to pull this one out but there is so much drama going around with the Raiders from Henry Ruggs going 160 miles an hour um like with John Gruden getting fired everything around this team just seems to be a uh I it's hard to imagine this team being successful with all the drama that comes with them you know what give me the Giants give me an upset pick Raiders have a bad defense Giants have a good defense Raiders have a very bad run defense Saquon's supposed to be coming back Raiders tend to get upset. Giants tend to upset. Um, I think it's a good upset pick. Give me the Giants. All right. Saints, Saints, Falcons. Falcons have been pretty hot recently. Saints just lost Jameis. But Saints. Battle of the. Well, I guess I don't know why I was thinking Matt Ryan's injured. So it's not the backup quarterbacks. But anyway, go on. Um, I'm going to take Atlanta in this one. Atlanta's hot. New Orleans just. They're hot. Atlanta's hot. I mean. Says who? Says I think they've won a lot of their past games. Maybe I'm. They're three and four. Oh, I mean, they just lost. They just lost to the Panthers. Never mind. That's but, what I thought. Yeah, I, I, I was wrong. But either way, I don't think it's that crazy to say the Falcons would win, and I'm going to pick the Falcons because I really don't think that the Saints team is going to be able to do anything miraculous with Trevor Simeon as their quarterback. You know what? In Sean Payton, we trust. Falcons offense has never been able to get it going. Saints defense, despite what's going on with the uh, Saints offense right now, Saints defense is still one of the best in the league. I think they can shut down that Falcons offense. Low scoring, um, not a great, like, ugly game. But I think the Saints pull through just because they're a better uh, run organization. Also, you've got Mark Ingram developing. I think he could do something lethal there um, to this Falcons defense. So, yeah, give me the Saints. 
All right, going on to Bills Jaguars. I don't think we have to talk about this much. The Jaguars suck. The Bills are very good. Give me the over on this one. Bills, Bills, Bills. Yeah. Browns, Bengals is where it gets interesting. Wow. We yeah. Have we were just talking about the Browns being quite disappointing. Bengals, I want to say coming out of nowhere, but really, really, really playing good football and then lose to the Jets. This is going to be a really interesting game because I think this game is going to show what the Bengals are, what they have been, and what they're going to be. If they're able to bounce back this week and win this game, it shows that they're true contenders who had an off week. If they lose this week, then I think not only does it totally affect their overall record, but it really shows that they weren't true contenders and they got lucky for a game or two here and there. Wow. So, sorry, who are you picking? Um, That's a great question. I'm going to pick the Browns on this one. I don't trust the Bengals. I think this is going to show a lot about them. I understand that you don't trust the Bengals and – I'm trying to find which team I trust, to be honest. Um, what's interesting is the Bengals have had over 20 in every game. Oh, except against the Bears. But in basically every game they've played versus the Browns. I mean, I know that they just dropped 10, and I'm trying to see how much of an anomaly that actually is. So the Browns have had some low-scoring games. I mean, I'm looking through now. They've also had their good games, but they dropped 14. They dropped 14 twice. They had 10 last week, 17. Browns have had some low-scoring games, especially lately. Um, And Bengals, I mean, they just did have a terrible loss to the Jets, but they still did put up good points. With that said, the Browns have a really good defense, so this is tough. Um, I definitely could see the Browns pulling out a win. But I'm trying to think what's a worse loss, you know? Bengals, Jets, or Browns, Steelers, because taking into account the score. I don't know, man. I could definitely see this uh, panning out the other way, but I'm going to go with the Bengals. We are picking opposite, opposite, opposite so far. I like it. I'm going to go with All the right. Bengals. Panthers-Patriots. Um, I think this is a really interesting game. Mm-hmm. The Patriots, I they seem to be in every single game, but in my, on my fantasy team, I have Nick Folk, their kicker, and he gets me like 11 points a game. If they could just figure out how to stop like kicking field goals and maybe like converting more touchdowns, and things of that sort against solid teams. Like they dominated the Jets. They didn't really kick that many field goals, but against quality teams, it seems like they're getting stopped pretty often. If they figure out offensively how to execute in the red zone, then they're going to be great. The Panthers, I don't really trust the Panthers. They started off pretty hot, lost a few. They might've just beat the Falcons, but then again, I don't know how great the Falcons are. And I think I'm going to go with the Patriots here. I think the Patriots come out with a winning record. I agree with you here. Uh, Patriots are just a better run team. Um, Christian McCaffrey will be activated, so that's very interesting. Patriots do have a good defense, so I'm still going with the Patriots. All right, Broncos, Cowboys. I'm going to go Cowboys. Cowboys have been playing really good football. The Broncos are just not really that great of a team. Yeah, this is the uh, second no-brainer of our picks. The rest have been pretty good games. Mm-hmm. Give me the Cowboys. Ravens, Vikings. You go first. Interesting, interesting game. Do the Ravens have any like bad losses lately? I feel like they did. That's what I've got in my head right now. They um, lost to the Bengals. They did lose to the Bengals. What's their record? Five and two. And they also lost to the Raiders in week one and over ten. Give me the Ravens, man. Um yeah, I mean, I mean, give me the Ravens. Vikings, sure, like you have your moments, but I don't think it's going to be against the Ravens. I just don't really see it, to be honest. I think the Vikings are going to win. 
Go for you. I had a feeling because you you deflected. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This feels like one of those games. If Lamar is going to be slowed down, I think the Vikings may be able to do it. Eric Kendricks is good. They have a very solid defensive line. If they can, Mike Zimmer, who's, I would say, a smart, defensive-minded coach, if he's able to slow down and figure out Lamar Jackson, that's all you really need to do. I'm not saying it's an easy task, but I think the Vikings are one of the few teams that'll be able to do it. The Vikings some, some way, somehow come out of nowhere and defeat the somehow win against pretty solid teams here and there and lose against pretty bad teams here and there. But I think this is one of those games. I'm going to take the Vikings. Okay. This is an interesting game. We got Dolphins. Texans. Yeah. And what I think is really funny is you look at it, you're like, oh, Dolphins are going to win. Dolphins and Texans have the same record. Yeah. One in seven. People don't realize the Dolphins are bad. Bad, bad, bad. Like they were. Their defense is, is not anything anymore. I don't know. They still have the same cornerbacks, still the same guys. It's just not there. And what I think is so funny is they were 10 and six last year. Yeah. Good team. They were a really, really good team. They they were the eight seed and they were a bandwagon team, a team you like. Exactly, to and they had so much potential, so much future. This game, I'm gonna go Dolphins just because I don't actually. You know what? Give me Texans. <laughs> oh, good for back. you. Change my mind. Tyrod Taylor, first week he played played very well. I think Tyrod Taylor is coming back this week. I'm not 100% sure, but very interesting game. What I do wish is that there were a lot of rumors that Deshaun Watson was going to go to the Dolphins. This would have been such a good game if they traded him to the Dolphins. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Game yeah. week after goes and plays wow, at home wow, against wow, the Texans. Right. I mean, you might not have played, but yeah. Oh, that would have been beautiful. Uh-huh. So unfortunate. Uh-huh. So, um... I got the Dolphins. I'm not going to overthink it. They're the better team. Not They're bad, but they're not 1-7 bad. The Texans are 1-7 bad. Put it that way. Yes. Um, Eagles, Chargers. I'm going to take the Chargers here. Chargers are a good football team. They might have just lost to the Patriots, but I that doesn't really phase me. I think the Eagles, while they might have won, they still have relatively large holes on their team that they need to fix. And I think the Chargers will be able to exploit that. Yeah, give me some Chargers. I do love the Chargers. But on the other hand, they managed to pull off some uncharacteristic losses where just low scoring. Um, you know, they lost 6-34 to to the Ravens, 17-20 to Cowboys. Anyway, um, I'm still going with the Chargers. Better pick, man. Yeah. Um, Packers, Chiefs. So, wow. you all know Aaron Rodgers gets COVID unvaccinated. So, not only can he not play this week, there's a very solid likelihood he won't be able to play in, against Seattle. So, we'll talk about this game. Not, we'll get to Seattle at another point. But 7-1 and one Packers at 4-4 four and four Chiefs. You would think the Packers would win by record and by how the way the teams have been playing, but without mm-hmm. Rodgers, what is this team, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like they have an exceptional defense. They have very solid receivers, but I think that if you stop the run game and put the ball in Jordan Love's hands, I think those receivers, receiver, receiver, Devontae Adams is a receiver. I'm not talking <laughs> about receivers. 
They're a very, very good receiver, a solid run game, a good offensive line. But if you stop the run game, which I think the Chiefs might not be able to do, but if they truly stack the box and make Jordan Love throw the ball, I think they can truly take advantage of that. And for that reason, I have the Chiefs winning this game. You're overthinking it, man. It's Patrick Mahomes against Jordan Love. I know the Chiefs are bad, but you know, if they were if they were Devontae Adams injured, that's a different story. But I'm just not ready to trust Jordan Love against Chiefs, no matter the Chiefs record. Chiefs do have a bad defense, though. But I got it. I got to still take the Chiefs. Awesome. Give me Cardinals 49ers. You know, 49ers coming off of a great win against uh, one of the best teams in the NFL. <laughs> so <laughs> against the Bears, they're still three and four. Cardinals are still 7-1, looking for a nice revenge game. 49ers, if they want to pull their season together, now's the time to do it, but I got to go with the Cardinals. I agree with you. I think after watching the Bears play the 49ers, it kind of showed me that the 49ers are just whatever. They don't really do anything exceptional. They, uh-huh. can, they can beat a team like the Bears, and the only chance that they truly have the season is if they beat the Cardinals this week or start to go on a run after this game. But Especially in such a hard division. you know, Maybe they'd stand a chance in the NFC East, but not in this division. Yeah, and I'm picking as well. The Cardinals, really good Sunday night football game. Really oh, good. really good, except no Derrick Henry. Come I, on, all these injuries. It's terrible. It's terrible. Imagine Derrick Henry. That would be a game this would be an unbelievable game but i'm not willing to take out the titans yet the rams are really really good but i still think they're good too titans are six and two wow yeah the titans are good very solid team and i think that me and me and benjamin both have this idea that running backs are replaceable and no 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 and we've always said that derrick henry is the exception to the rule and I think it would be really interesting because now we get to truly see if it applies. Because if the, if the exception to the rule isn't actually an exception, then I think it really goes to show what we, what we both agree. But this is – that's getting off track. Rams playing really good football. Titans playing good football. i taking the Rams, but I think this is going to be a closer game than people make it out to be. Let me ask you something hypothetical. Yes. Let's say, hypothetically, I have Ryan Tannehill in a fantasy football league. Hypothetically, yes. Mm-hmm. Does his value go up as a quarterback? Does he produce better stats with Derrick Henry injured? Because he's certainly going to be throwing the ball more. But Ryan Tannehill is known as a super efficient quarterback, um, and that's why he's perfect in this Titans offense, because when he doesn't have to run the ball, he can execute very well. So that's why I'm thinking, like, I don't know if he's the guy where if he has to throw 50 passes, he's going to be able to get it done just because he's so efficient that throwing all these more passes might mess with that. What do you think? Yeah. The way he plays football, he plays with Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. And my thing is that statistically, I think Tannehill will improve just because all those red zone touches that Derrick Henry gets all of those touchdowns, not all of them, but a good chunk of those aren't there anymore. They're for the, pass game but if you're talking about fantasy wise i think his stats improve if you're talking about how he is as a quarterback statistically and how and like pass how, rating, yeah like pass rating things like that how much he brings his team up the loss of zero recovery is huge uh-huh. of course teams stack the box you have one-on-ones with julio jones and aj brown let me repeat it's julio jones and aj brown you have one-on-ones that's not really fair 
that's an easy completion. I'm not saying I could do it, but any, not any, but a lot of NFL quarterbacks should be able to do that. You know, I'm also excited to see how um, the coaches in Tennessee handle this because I do like the coaches that they've got there. Uh, Mike Brabel, I'm blanking on the, on the offensive coordinator's name because it's not Arthur Smith anymore. Um, anyway, they got to create a design, a whole new offensive system. It was completely designed around Derrick Henry. So their big test comes against the Rams in their first game without Henry. Very curious to see how that's going to play out. Yeah, I'm very excited to see as well. And all right, now we're on to the Bears-Steelers. Before we get to that, we'll talk about the Bears, mm-hmm. and then we can go into more depth about this specific game. That sounds great. What do you think about the Bears? You know, Bears lost two to the Buccaneers and Packers. I was sad, but I try not to be that sad because looking at the schedule, they're basically guaranteed losses. I'm Going into Buccaneers, I knew that that was going to happen. I knew, like, I was like, okay, yeah, we're not going to beat the Buccaneers. We're not even going to come close. But my thought was we could still make the playoffs. We beat the Niners. We beat the Steelers coming up, and we've got a path to the playoffs because some of these really tough teams on our schedule are not as scary as they look before, such as the Steelers, uh, such as, let's think. Right. Ravens don't seem so scary. Right. Steelers, Ravens, not as bad. Um, Niners weren't as bad. That's the point. Um, Seattle, we don't, I mean, we're going to, going to have Russ back. Anyway, the point is some of these games seem more beatable. Um, and then we lost to the Niners. And now I don't know where I'm at. I don't think we're going to make the playoffs. And I, I guess my expectation there just where they were at the start of the year of like six and what is it? Six and 11 now. Yeah. Six and 11. I'm I'd still, I'm still bad with the records now. Um, so yeah, I, I guess. This is going a bit off topic, but no. I really don't think it's that big of a stretch to say the bears end up making the playoffs. And I think that kind of shows that the 17 playoff system is a huge mess. Yeah. It's not good. Did not deserve to make it last year. And even if the Bears don't make it, it's between the Vikings, the Saints without Winston. The Vikings are bad. Saints without Winston and the Seahawks. But I don't really see the Seahawks doing that much. Maybe the 49ers. I don't think the 49ers do anything. Falcons, no. Giants, no. Eagles, not really. It's not really, right? None of those teams are deserving to make it to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And So let me ask you this, Orrin. And they should prove a point. When do you think is going to be the first time that uh, the worst wild card team wins the Super Bowl in either division? Because it's rare, but you see it happen with the Packers, with the Giants, where a wild card win wins the Super Bowl. A wild card team wins the Super Bowl. But these teams that are in the in the new playoffs are just so bad. Like I just don't ever see them. The one way it would happen is if there's a team that's really good and it just gets injured. But, like, just a team that is, isn't, like, beaten down by injuries, they just I, – I never see them standing a chance against, like, the one-two seeds in that conference, you know? Yeah, I 100% agree. I think yeah, that's a scenario where a Bears-type team would move up and win. Yeah. The Bears just – I don't know. The teams like Bears, Vikings, those teams just have too many flaws. And I think even now, like, okay, the Packers and the Giants made the Super Bowl as six seeds. But even if you look at it, the six seeds weren't like 
often the six seeds didn't win, right? It was more often that the three seeds won than the six seeds a while back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what the problem is now is that at least it felt like a game. Now, the, the difference in the sixth and seventh seed is so big. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. And there has to be some exclusivity to the – there has to be. Yeah. You can't just have everything like – I don't know. It's a bit frustrating, but I don't know. I'm happy with the future and the potential of this team after this year. The yeah. Bears have a lot of – yeah, I mean, look, the Bears have young pieces, and my issue is that I think the Bears are going to get rid of Nagy. They're going to get rid of Pace. They have the fine young pieces, and all the old people that – You think, you think if we make the playoffs, they're going to do that? Yeah. I think they should? Yeah. Nagy for sure. Nagy mm-hmm. doesn't help this team. He's not. Okay. He's bad. Pace, he makes a lot of bad decisions. But my issue, my issue is that if you look at him, he hasn't made that many bad decisions recently. Like here and there, he's made a few things that I'm kind of questioning, but it hasn't been horrible. The issue with him is that he knows he's on a tight thread. And by doing that, he can't put the true needs for the Bears at the top. For example, if he were to go into this, if he were to go into this trade deadline and trade, and if he knew it was truly best for the Bears, I think he would have traded away Allen Robinson or Akeem Hicks. But he knows. Oh, rebuilding? Yeah. What are you rebuilding because Robinson's probably going to leave after this year. They're not going to pay Akeem Hicks. You might as well get a fifth-round pick, a third-round pick for Robinson, fifth-round pick for Hicks. You would you be happy if they traded Robinson for a third-rounder? Yeah. Yeah, because he's not getting targets anyway. He's not getting targets. He's not doing anything. He's going to leave after this year. But the problem is, is that whatever's in the best interest for the Bears, Pace can't do because his sole goal is to win right now, to keep his job, which is the issue with this whole situation, is that Nagy and Pace, for example, Nagy put in fields, and I'm not saying that Nagy put in fields, and I'm not saying that's bad, but I think that Nagy would have waited until probably around now, if it was his first or second year as a coach, to put Fields in because he doesn't need the pressure of winning right now. Yeah, Dalton wasn't terrible. I'm going to be real. No, he wasn't. But I think he thought that Fields gave them the best chance of winning. And he put in Fields too early. Yeah. Um, Thoughts on Fields, just real quick, just his play in general. Um, I really like him. I really like the way he plays. He makes a few bad decisions here and there. I, when I look at him and I see him play, I think that his stats are kind of deceiving. If you look at his stats, he looks really, really, really bad. Mm -hmm. If you watch him play, a lot of the interceptions aren't all his fault. All these things, like, for example, like the last, he threw an interception at the end of the game last game. First off, that interception meant nothing. Second off, the ball went through Darnell Mooney's hands, right? Uh Against the Lions, he threw one. Against the Buccaneers, there were a few tips. They were just, right? Against the Packers, it was a free play. He chucked it up, right? Yeah, that was a bad throw. Another no. yeah, there was one that actually wasn't ruled an interception. That was a really bad throw. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Amos caught it, I think, in the back of the end. Or no, Savage caught it in the back of the Whatever. The point is, is that I think stats are deceiving, and he showed that he's for sure a rookie quarterback and he's making mistakes, but there's some plays that you watch and you're like, wow. If he can figure out yeah. small little things, if he can, his issue is that he holds on to the ball too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's something that was said draft day and it kind of got disregarded by Bears fans where it's like, Oh, you know, that's such a minor thing. They're just nitpicking, but like, no, it's, it's a, it's a real thing. It's a 100%, real thing. And like, that was 
every, it feels like every single intangible that he needs to be an unbelievable quarterback he has and everything that he lacks is taught. Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. think, I don't think he has a specific quality that is going to slow him down, which I'm trying to say is that he has unlimited potential and he's shown it. And I'm really excited because he hard worker. He's going to, I, I really, really, really hope he's able to figure stuff out and able to learn how to read defenses faster, throw the ball faster and just learn the nuances of the NFL. Because if he does, he's going to be a really good quarterback. And look, you have Larry Borum, right? A fifth round tackle. He played. He, I don't think he let up a sack last week against Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa had one sack, and it was against Alex Bowers. That's very but good. He's a rookie fifth-round tackle. He played well before. Then you yeah. get what's Tevin Jenkins back. Is Tevin Jenkins going to play this season? I Actually, this is really funny. Um, last week, um, Jason Peters, like the Bears are very secretive about injuries, but Jason Peters is like, yeah, um, Larry is coming back this week, and Tevin should be coming back any week now. And – and it was really funny because it was like the, the Bears player was like saying everything about like what's happening. But like, yeah. I think Tevin Jenkins might play this year. Um, the Bears offensive line is looking solid. Montgomery, you have Khalil Herbert who's playing well. Playing great, man. Great football. You have Mooney who's really good. For the offense, you need another offensive line man or two. You need maybe an, uh, a, I think Cole Komet's fine. He's fine. Not great. I don't like Hulk Man. I'll be real. I think he's fine, but I don't think. I mean, if we signed him, would you like him at all? Would you think he's worth anything? No, but we drafted him. It's a difference. He's young. He has potential. Do you think he can develop? Do I think he can develop? Yeah. I think he can. My issue with Cole Clement is he's not even that bad of a blocker. He's like, fine. I don't know. I just don't see that many positives with this game right now. I'm going to be real. Like, yeah, I'm not often impressed by Cole Clement. I agree, but also, I don't think the Bears are utilizing him well. Yeah, I don't know. I got a legit question for you that I've been thinking about. Yeah. We can wrap this up in a little bit. Um, Wait. If a tight end is not good at catching, what's the point of it? What's the point of having a tight end? You mean if a tight end's not good at catching, what's the point of not putting, like, an extra offensive lineman in? Yeah. Because um, isn't the point, like, oh, there's, like, the threat of the pass? Yeah, but, I mean, Kukuman's not bad at catching. He no, I'm just saying in general. I'm just saying that. Taking away just this is a hypothetical thing. Well, I mean, like, there's a player on Atlanta. I think his name's Lee Smith. Uh-huh. Or, like, Ma, uh, Mercedes Lewis. They're blocking tight ends, right? But they catch a ball here or two that the offensive lineman can't. So, you have to... Because they're eligible? No. Alex Bowers, when he comes in, is usually eligible to catch a pass. But the threat is non-existent. Right? He, he just is a big... Yeah, got it. He's an offensive lineman. It's mm-hmm. not worrisome if you have a tight end that's put in there even if it's like a lee smith a mercedes lewis you have to put a linebacker on him you have to put a safety on him you have to put someone on him which is exactly why if you get one person on him that's one less person to worry about right because so even a tight end who doesn't have a third of a pass they need to guard him exactly because it's just one less person to think about okay. all right going on with that we'll wrap it up bear Steelers, who you got i want to hear it It's a telling week, Orn. It's a telling week. They were supposed to win against the 49ers. They were supposed to win against the Steelers. Are they going to go 0-2 or 1-1? How much are they going to disappoint me? Give me the Bears. What, what's the score? And I will not make this mistake again if they lose. What's the score? 
I'm thinking, I'm thinking, guys. I'm thinking. You know what? Give me the Bears 23. Yeah, 23 to 17. Go Bears. Um, I think the Bears lose. Okay. Um, I think Steelers win 2017, but I do think that Roethlisberger throws two interceptions. I think one of them is to Jalen Johnson. <laughs> okay, good for you, man. Um, I think that Fields had a good game, and I really like Fields, but I don't know how much he'll be able to consistently do this for his, in his rookie year. I don't know if – I think that the Bears' defense is going to come. I'm not going to say I'm not worried about it, but I – I think that they played they played well against the Packers. They had a bad game against the Buccaneers, but that's the Buccaneers. The 49ers is a frustrating game, but I think once they get a bit healthier, I think that if they I don't know, I just feel like Ben Roethlisberger is not very good. I think they'll be able to exploit it. I just don't think I think that they play a very good defense and in the Steelers and I think that the Bears will barely lose in a close game, but I think it's going to be another game, maybe like the 49ers game, where there's a lot of hope. I think that this season is more so about hope for the future than it is for succeeding this year. And well, you know, I remember you texting, Oren, and at the end of the season, we're not going to have a lot of hope for the future. I remember that. So what changed? Fields. That's but, it. I mean, you knew Fields was going to start uh, at the start of the season. Oh, you mean we have no hope this season? I just remember you texting something like that, that. No, but like, was it after last season? Because we didn't have fields at that. No, point. no, no, no. At the start of the season, you're like, I don't think the Bears are going to do much, this much this year. I think that the only player, all the positions aside from fields, are going to be like, we're going to feel like bad about for the future. Um, no, I think that I don't know. I feel like the Bears kind of exceeded my expectation. Jill Johnson's been playing pretty well. He's pretty yeah, solid. Yeah, he's been solid. He's been. I think you you look at him and you see him give up. A he gets player. burnt. He gets burnt. He's an aggressive cornerback. Yeah, yeah. But I like that in a cornerback. I know it's not always. Yeah, we just we need better safeties. We cannot make a tackle. Not make a tackle. I don't know what happened to Eddie Jackson. I don't get it. What happened to him? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean, he's still our best guy. Like, it's still needed. Yeah, injured, you know. Why can't he get an interception? What happened two years ago that they're not doing now? Guys, just get worse, man. I. It's just I don't know. It it bothers me. Um, Roquan's playing good. Eddie Goldman's not done much. Uh, yeah, I've not heard his name at all. Yeah. You know who's doing great? You know we're gonna text. Travis Gibson. One, two, three. Travis Gibson. He's been playing so well. He's playing excellent. Man, excellent we wish the best football. to Travis and all of the Bears, of course, but especially our man Travis. But, like, okay, I love Robert Quinn. I think he's playing great. But if you release him after this year, save $16 million and put Travis Gibson and your other outside linebacker, aside from Khalil Mack, it's not too bad of a move. Not too not, well, not too shabby. I think it might happen, especially if uh, Pace gets fired. Other guy would say, this is not my guy. I think that, yeah, I think it might happen. But also, there are a lot of young – I was looking at the Bears' salary cap, and they have a solid amount of money, but they have a lot of people that they can cut after this year, like a Danny Trevathan, Robert Quinn, Akeem Hicks they don't have to pay anymore. There were a bunch of other players I can't really think of right now. I don't know why. But 
the Bears have a lot of money to save after this year. They could release Eddie Goldman and save some money. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, maybe even Eddie Jackson. I'm not sure, but the Bears surprisingly are able to get very young very quick. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it, yeah, and if the Bears are able to execute a rebuild with a new general manager and a new coach well, because they have pieces. They just need a bit more pieces and young pieces. If they're able to get a new general manager, a new head coach, both of them are solid and they're able to do well. Like you look at Karnasovis and Billy Donovan who done great things for the Bulls. I think the Bears have great potential, but we will see. Okay, we'll leave it on that nice positive note. See ya. Bear down. Bear down, baby. If you enjoyed this episode of From the Den, please remember to comment or leave a review depending on your listening platform. Or if you're a Packers fan, remember to write some nasty reviews and comments. Thanks for listening and bear down.